Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 36 of our podcast that was originally recorded on August 11th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week, The Walking Dead Don't Look Back board game, XCOM the board game, as well as Run Fighter Die a Zombie board game. Some of the video games we talked about, Resident Evil's making a comeback, and Night Trap's trying to do a revamp as well. I talk extensively about Twitch... And is Sierra making a comeback, too? Lots of comebacks this week. Some of the games I played for the week, Trove, Hand of Fate, Civ Five, and, of course, I discuss some of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to an episode of What I'm Playing Now. This is episode 36 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Uh, you can send us some emails at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. I'm going to move my screens around here because I don't like the way that that was all sized up. Um, Google Plus. We can be found on Google Plus. Plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, check out our Twitch channel, which is at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. So we're going to jump into the whipping update. Uh, this is basically going to be where I give you some information about what's going on with the website and what I've been currently working on. Um, so one of the first things was we were accepted to Game Breaker Media. So keep an eye on our Twitch page um, and maybe on the website. I will put some links out there uh, for some discounts on some video games. If you click on those links, it will then help us out and help support the site, which I would greatly appreciate. Um, also, I've been thinking about and probably going to put together this week an RSS feed uh, for the video links. So the way I have the videos created on my website, I basically, because I use Squarespace, I basically have that page set up like a blog. So that should be just like the podcast. So I figured, what the heck, why not do an RSS feed for videos? Uh, so this way anybody can subscribe to some of the new stuff that we have going up video-wise. And it will be very easy to download all the new videos. I put up a bunch of videos in this past week. I pretty much got caught up over the weekend as far as my backlog of videos that I had slacked on a little bit. I had several Ultimas up there, or Ultimas to load up. I had a, call, a Let's Play of um, Banished, I think. And then I had a couple Hand of Fates. So all of those are up there. Um, watch those. The Hand of Fate, I think, is coming out to be a pretty good um, early access game and I'm, I'm really stoked that I kind of picked that up and I'm really excited I'm really glad that I'm playing that one and I can't I can't wait to kind of see where the devs are going to take that one we could talk more about that later in the what I'm playing now part of the show um, a couple other things I've been talking about is possibly getting some forums set up I'm still going to be working on that probably in the future uh, work's just been hell lately um, so I'm trying to get done what I can get done so I have a bunch of things on my checklist, and they are slowly getting crossed off. So we will just knock them off one at a time and just keep on going. So let's jump into some news stories. I have quite a few news stories to talk about this week, and I played a shitload of games. Uh, so we're going to start off with the news stories. One of the news stories that I was um, that I'll link to, and I wanted to talk about this week is the new Assassin's Creed game was announced Assassin's Creed Rogue it's um, apparently coming out on November 11th and it's going to be for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 consoles so let me say that again it is for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 consoles not the current gen. This is basically going to be what Ubisoft said they were going to do by giving their 
um, their fan base a a game that is for the last gen consoles. So that that's what this one's going to be. Um, if you watch the trailer, that's going to be linked to in the Polygon article. They actually show you some. They really don't show you any playthrough. They basically show you kind of like a cutscene uh, of the game, and it sounds like you're playing as an Irish gentleman in this game. So um, looks to be pretty good. We'll have to wait and see. Sounds like it's going to be taking place in between the events of Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Um, it's supposed to tie into the Assassin's Creed Unity story um, for what it sounds like. So if you're a huge Assassin's Creed fan and you're looking forward to Unity, um, you may want to try to pick up Rogue if you still have one of your last-gen consoles kind of sitting around and you can play it. So that will be one to keep an eye on. One of the next things I wanted to throw in here is a game that when I saw this, I knew I would be purchasing this immediately for my wife since she is a huge Walking Dead fan. And that is a game, this is more of a board game now. This is a game by Cryptozoic Entertainment, and it's Walking Dead Don't Look Back. It actually comes out this week, and it appears to be a dice game where you can play as one of four characters from the show. You can play as Rick, Daryl, Michonne, or Carl. And it sounds like it's going to be a dice game where you're going to be pressing your luck. So I'm guessing it's going to have some sort of Yahtzee mechanic to it where you're going to be rolling the dice and trying to see... Um, I, since I don't have the rules or instructions list yet, I'm guessing that you're going to have to see if you can actually escape from zombies and stuff. There's going to be different locations. If you want to play a quicker game, it says, you would just mainly play with one location. For a longer game, you can play with two, three, or four locations. Um, so games can be as short as 15 minutes or longer, depending on how many locations you're playing with. Um, I think it's only going to be uh, sold for about 20 bucks, so it doesn't sound like it's going to be that expensive of a game. I will probably be trying to pick this up this week when I go to game board night, uh, or board game night. Um, I'm actually going to be maybe calling the owner and actually see if he has any of these in stock and tell him, tell him to say, ask him to set one aside for me because uh, I know my wife is going to want to get her hands on this one because when I first told her that, she was just like, okay, get it. So I didn't even have to ask about if I if, if I needed the, the okay to get this one or not. Um, but we're going to jump into our next story here. This is a Polygon article. A lot of... A lot of um, remakes coming around lately and one of them is going to be Resident Evil 1. So basically the game from 1996 that was re released on the original PlayStation and I remember when um, me and a bunch of guy friends had um, PlayStations back when I, we, were, we were all working at the comic book store at this time and uh, when Resident Evil first came out everybody bought it because back then this game basically just defined almost the whole PlayStation generation for us. It was one of the first games where the graphics just looked incredible. The gameplay for back then was really good. The voice acting was quite a bit campy as everybody does know. Um, it, it, I don't think anybody could really say that the acting in that first game on the PlayStation was really any good. Um, but the, the, just the whole gameplay and just everything about it—it it was had graphics that you just you really hadn't seen before on a console on your home console before. So the funny thing is, this sounds like it's going to be a remake of a remake. So what it almost sounds like they're doing is they're taking the GameCube game from 2002, which was a remaster of that original game, and they're actually re-envisioning and remaking that. Um, basically for PS3, PS4, 360, Xbox One, um, and PC as well. 
So it's pretty much coming out on everything. Uh, from some of the screenshots that they had on Polygon article, the game does look gorgeous. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm. I doubt if they'll actually be doing any of the voice recordings, any new voice recordings. I'm guessing they'll probably be using the same old stuff. But um, we'll have to wait and see how this one actually looks and turns out. I. It'll be hard going back to that first original game because I know sometimes that are just where games are really nostalgic going back to them that you know 15 20 years later they just sometimes they just don't hold up some do but not not everything does um but going back to this one we'll have to actually see um because not only were that were that was the game just classic back then the controls and everything and in even the quirky little camera where sometimes you just pretty much couldn't see anything um that all just kind of just led to just a, a really really great adventure in playing through that first game and it was it was so much fun to to be able to just enjoy that back in the day um but i'm i'm I, I'll, I'll probably pick this up i have a feeling because i know my wife hasn't played the original so i i think that might be a good thing for her to probably sit down and do and maybe do a playthrough on the ps4 uh, maybe out to twitch and play through that original um resident evil game i i think i may have a new segment for a show there what can we put my wife through that she hasn't played before and the first resident evil game may be a pretty good one she's actually been wanting to get involved in the in the some of the site a little bit and maybe the podcast but um maybe get her to play through a little resident evil maybe on her on her schedule sometime in 2015 when this comes out so speaking of streaming out onto the ps4 this is going to lead us to our next um, several articles that was pretty much some of the big talk of last week, and that was Twitch. So Twitch had a lot of shit going down last week. Um, so one of the first articles, I got I got articles from Polygon, from GameSpot. I, I tried to pull several different articles, getting a bunch of different information about it, and I've been sitting here reading on it, trying to make sure I have a good understanding and, and a grasp on all of the stuff that, that's changing, especially since I do stream out to Twitch nowadays. I just wanted to, for myself, be familiar with everything. Um, but I think a lot of the larger streamers that are currently out there doing are using Twitch probably a little bit differently than what um, I had been or I have been. So one of the first things that they changed um, within their whole rule set and in the Twitch um, whole, whole you know, diagram there was that there is not going to be any more save forever feature offered to anybody, whether you um, are, a, are a turbo member, whether you're a partner, or whether you're just a free user. You will not be able to save your videos forever anymore. Um, but then this does change later on in the week. They basically kind of said, split up your videos into two hours and move them over into a highlight reel. And highlights will basically be able to be saved indefinitely. So even indefinitely, I would not lead to believe that they would be saved forever. So indefinitely is not forever. So I think people maybe need to keep that in mind um, when they're reading into this, especially... Since I think people who basically went through and marked their things as safe forever thought they would be basically there forever. Um, even if you break your things up into two-hour clips, which in a later article is changed, your clips don't have to be saved in two-hour clips anymore or increments anymore. They basically just need to be marked as um, as high as a highlight. Uh, you can then save those. 
Um, one of the other things that they're also going to be starting to do is up their offering of the video on demand content. So pretty much video on demand has only been available through a browser, through the web. Um, you haven't been able to get it on your iPad or any of your mobile apps or anything. And this was something that I knew, I guess, was out there on Twitch, but never really used. I've, I've never really used it a lot. I'm usually watching live streams if I'm going to watch anything on Twitch. And normally if I'm watching a live stream, it's usually off on my laptop as a kind of like a secondary thing going on while I'm working on something else and it's kind of just like background noise to me. You know, if I want to kind of watch a game that somebody's playing that I'm kind of interested in that I'm maybe thinking about getting myself or maybe thinking about getting for the show, um, you know, I'll watch somebody's Twitch stream and see how it is and see what it's looking like. So that's kind of... I, 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 let's say I use Twitch sometimes for research purposes, which I think is a pretty good idea. Um... One of the other big changes that Twitch had was they will also be automatically muting um, videos that have copyrighted audio in them. So Twitch has partnered with Audio Mixology, I think was the name of it. Um, I can't remember if that's the exact name. I will try to look that up while I'm talking. Um, but they partnered up with this company that has some software that's basically going to go through only the video on demand stuff. It's not going to go through live videos and mute any of your stuff. It's only going to go through the video on demand stuff. So anything that you've basically marked as, um, at, you know, asked for them to save, or you know that you've that you that you've kind of marked um, as a highlight, they will be going through with this software. And if it notices and matches anything in their database audio-wise. It will mute it. Now, even if you have 30 seconds of audio in there that it found, it will mute out a 30-minute segment of the audio. And it just does a blanket mute on there. It's not going to change anything about the video. It pretty much just cuts 30 minutes of video out of that section. Um, so that is a very... That's very interesting because I know there's a lot of Twitch streamers that will have um, a lot of music streams playing or have their own music playing in the background. Um, I think what would probably happen to them, live plays would be fine if they actually wanted to play those through um, and archive those onto Twitch. That would pretty much all be cut out. So that's going to be really interesting for them to for some of the more popular youtube or you know twitch people to deal with um i myself i upload all of my videos to youtube so i basically produce you know after i'm done i i as i'm doing a let's play or a playthrough i save my video locally i then go through and produce it and then upload it directly to youtube and then publish it um that's kind of just how the way i started doing things i really I really never thought of Twitch as kind of like a video archival site. To me, that's more of a YouTube type thing. Um, but it, but I know a lot of people were using Twitches for archival purposes. Um, so I was kind of safe in in that all of my videos have pretty much already been all put up onto YouTube. So I don't really have to go back and do everything. I'm not really too worried or concerned if some of my back catalog stuff falls off of Twitch because I pretty much direct everybody to my YouTube channel anyway. Um, so it may be nice in the future to maybe keep things up there for 60 days. So until I can get partner status and until more people can follow me on Twitch, hint, hint, if you aren't following us on Twitch, definitely follow us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. I would definitely like to have more follows. Um, wouldn't mind becoming a partner, but if I do have to pay, um, to become, 
just a turbo turbo user i would i don't i wouldn't mind doing that here soon um just to be able to keep things up there maybe for 60 days so people can can look at the things especially if they're going to offer those better video on demand things so one of the other stories that um, i wanted to touch in regards to twitch was um they basically had an ask me anything and in the ask me anything um it sounds like you know or after that was even done their ceo came out and said you know what we kind of screwed up here um he basically apologized and said we should have announced some of this stuff ahead of time. They kind of just came through and just made a bunch of these changes with really with not much announcement. Um, and really they gave only three, they're, they're giving people three weeks to try to go back through their back catalog and try to basically mark everything, you know, as, you know, as a, as a highlight, um, which for some of the people that have been probably doing this for a while and some of the highlights that are extremely long, at least they lifted the two hour minimum and you can do anything as a highlight now as far as any length goes. So there were just multiple stories coming out from this week from multiple places, a lot of information. I think I pretty much have it all covered right. Um, so I will have links to all the different stories if you do want to get caught up on all this stuff, I think I pulled some of the best stories that I found in regards to this and read them. If you use Twitch, you know, these will basically explain to you kind of what's going on. All right. So let's get on to, let's get on to some more fun. Let's get on to some more games. So one of the big games that I've talked about, and, in, and this is just more of a casual style game, but it's big here in our house, mainly because my wife likes to occasionally beat me in Risk. Um, Risk is actually coming out to the new, from, they're coming out with a new version, and it's going to be on the new consoles. So it sounds like Hasbro is going to offer this game channel where you're going to be able to download um, some new games, and the new games are going to be um, Monopoly, Trivial Pursuit, and a new version of Risk. I was watching the video that I'll have linked to um, from the Polygon article on our, on the in the show notes, and I will say, some of the graphics and the way Risk looks... I can't wait for this to actually come out. I'm actually kind of excited to play that. Uh, the, it, it just looks like they've done a really good revamp of the graphics. I think it'll be pretty cool. Monopoly even looks awesome. You can design your own Monopoly board actually in this one, which I th which I know we will do here instantly. That would be one of the first things that we probably do in this house is probably design our own Monopoly board because uh, that's a game that my wife does like to play as well. So... I just wanted to throw that one in there. Another article that I found on GameSpot this week, Sierra, the publisher of the Sierra that's pretty much been defunct, um, is making a comeback. So there is a new Sierra site at Sierra.com. They're actually still owned by Activision, it looks like. So if you go, if you look at the Sierra webpage, it basically shows you, you know, 2014 Activision Publishing. Um... And, and they had closed down in 2008, but they have a new website up there right now. There's really nothing on there other than basically you can share um, links out to some social media, or you there's a links to um, Gamescom 2014. Uh, so I think there's a lot of people that are kind of excited to see what Sierra may be doing. Are they going to be bringing back some old titles or... Or, or if they're going to be producing something new. Um, some of the stuff that they were best known for publishing is Half-Life, Fear, and Counter-Strike. Uh, so who the hell knows what Sierra could have up their sleeves with this. Um, this could be pretty exciting and could turn out to be something really cool. So I will definitely be keeping our, keeping our eyes on this story. Um, 
I will have a link to their website as well out there. It basically just goes to a YouTube video that's playing right now. And we will just pause that because I did not have all my sounds coming through my headphones. That was actually going through my speakers. Um, our next story from Polygon. We talked about Crytek last week. They had sold off um, Homeland, I think was the name of the game, uh, or Homefront. Um, Homeland is a TV show. They sold off Homefront um, to Cook Media, Homefront the Revolution. Um, they had the CEO basically said he had to withheld, withhold pay in order to save the company. And he says it was a really tough decision to make. He said some people were fine with it, some people weren't, some people got impatient. And it's, yeah, some people are going to get impatient because you're kind of messing with their livelihood. And depending on, they never go into how much time they were given, um, and to basically let them know that the, that there were going to be some rough times ahead, and they were trying not to downsize. It says, but um. They really don't say what they actually all stated to their employees. And they don't have to. That's all internal documentation. But um, some of the stuff that the CEO kind of says on this um, Polygon interview, um, I, I, I don't know if I'd want to work for this guy because I don't know um, if he has my if he would have my best interest in mind. I mean, it sounds like some of the people that did stay on, he said they were given a bonus for their inconvenience as an inconvenience bonus. So I maybe it's good that he did save the company. Um, maybe some people did react a little too harshly if they left too quick. Um, maybe some people felt they weren't getting enough information uh, about what was going on with the company and if they actually ever were going to get paid. Uh, so everybody reacts differently when it comes to, to their job and everybody handles things differently. Um, some people maybe... Or we're living paycheck to paycheck and just maybe couldn't go without one. And so they decided maybe it's best if I go someplace else. Uh, maybe some people had enough of a, of a, you know, savings where they could live off of for, you know, maybe a couple of missed pays and then it get made up at a later time. There's a couple, there's a lot of things that could go on with this story. Um, but uh, I guess it's good that out of the, I think 900 people at one time that it says that we're working here. I think there's still over 700 people working there. Um, I believe, like we had mentioned last week, the U.S. part of um, Crytek had closed down, which was Crytek Austin. Um, they were basically, you know, there were cuts and there was downsizing. They And, and as he said, he was trying to get away with not doing any downsizing, but... Um, you know, so, sometimes things like that happen. It's good that he was able to save the company. They are... In this article, they do mention kind of like what I talked about last week, where they are going more of a free-to-play route for a lot of their games. So we'll have to wait and see what actually happens with them in the future and um, what they can come up with. we got a couple more news stories before we get talking about what I'm playing now. And one of the things that I will talk about later on as well in a future part of the show, um, but there is a news story. There's a new Kickstarter out there, and the Kickstarter... Well, there's many new Kickstarters out there, but one of the new Kickstarters out there is for one called Night Trap. And for those of you who are unaware of the old Night Trap Trap game that was out um, on your CD-based systems back in the day, um, we played it on Sega CD, um, me and my friends. Um, It was one of the first full-motion video games that had come out. It was very controversial at the time, mainly because of some of the scenes that were in the game. Um, I believe this was before the ESRB ratings were around, possibly even. Um, and Dana Plato was in this game. She was an actress 
um, back in the 80s who was on a show called Different Strokes. Um, she's no longer with us, um, just like Robin Williams, which is RIP to Robin Williams tonight. I had heard earlier that he had passed away as well. So, um, But Dana Plato um, was in this game, and it was just a quirky little game that they're basically trying to remake. And the cool thing about the game is that they're actually, when they actually filmed the the original content for this, they actually used 35mm film, from what it sounds like on the Kickstarter. And they're actually going back to that original video, and they want to basically redo it with good video, since we can do that nowadays, and the video doesn't have to kind of look like pixelated crap, like it did back on the Sega CD. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they then do with the interface for the game. They're looking for 330000 It looks like it's got a little bit of a slow start today. I think earlier when I looked, they were only around 8000 Um... I kind of would like to see this remade, honestly, because growing up back in the 80s and that being the time when all the video games and everything were became popular and having playing played through this original version, um, I would like to see it get remade just so people can kind of experience it and see what some of us had to kind of suffer with back in the 80s. Um, but it's a nostalgic type thing. If, if this one actually succeeds, the guys who are doing this it would actually like to go back and pull some more of the digital picture library, um, which is what some of this stuff was filmed under, and that would be games like Corpse Killer, Sewer Shark, Supreme Warrior, and see if they can bring some of those things back to the market. So if this one's successful, I would expect to see a few other ones. If this one's not successful, well, we will have to wait and see what actually happens. A couple more stories here. Got a couple board games coming out. XCOM the board game is coming out um, that I found in um, Board Game Geek on their news section. And the board game actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, the board looks pretty neat. One of the interesting things you will find with this um, game is that it actually uses a companion app. Or you can pull it up through a web page, it sounds like. And this sounds like a very interesting feature to a game and and something that I want to try. Uh, uh, I can't wait for this one to come out and and give this a shot especially with the app. Read through what I read through the link that I'm going to put on the on the show notes for this one and how they're incorporating the app and and what they're using it for. I think it's got um this could be something new with board games are using companion apps but it basically sounds like the app's going to teach you how to play it's going to control information from some of the satellites that's going to provide you it's going to track your progress it's also going to you're going to have to enter information back into the app which will then allow the aliens to I think possibly change and maybe have a little bit of AI to them as far as how they're going to react to what you're doing in the game itself. Uh, so, so I think the replayability value of this just increases exponentially because you're going to play different every time, so the app's going to play different every time, and it's just... I mean, board games, you know, and a lot of games, in essence, will give you a, a lot of replay value you know, by playing differently, but this just adds in a whole new aspect of that. So I think that should be pretty cool. Um, definitely check that out. One of the other board games I wanted to mention that I'm, I told my wife um, we need to buy this when this becomes available. I'm hoping I can maybe get my hands on this next week if I can get it off their website. 
it was um, from Dice Tower News that I was able to find. Um, Run, Fight, or Die. It is a zombie-style type game. It's kind of a push-your-luck type game that's using maybe some sort of Yahtzee mechanic, I would say. Um, the link that I'm going to have in the show notes will actually have a review on there from the Dice Tower guys. It's a really good review. They show you a lot about the game. The, the components look really good. Um, and it, it sounds like a really cool type of zombie game. And the guys from the Dice Tower are basically saying how much fun the game was. And, and that was something that several of them just couldn't stress enough. That the game was just built about having fun. And this sounds like something that I definitely want to um, play at home some. As well as take to um, you know my board game night. And, and check out with a bunch of other guys down at the comic book store. So that's the news for the week. Let's jump into what I'm playing now and what I played this past week. So what did I play this past week? Tryon, the makers of Rift, and I had talked about this before, they have a game coming out that's in alpha right now called Trove. And they offered to get into the Trove alpha immediately for 5 bucks this past week. I said, what the hell, why not? 5 bucks is cheaper than what I paid for Cube World. Let's jump into this damn thing and see what the heck happens. And it was pretty fun. I played it quite a bit this weekend. I think I got my guy up to um, level 11 once they released the new Dracomancer. I can't remember what the actual name of the the, the new character I was playing, but it was the new type of character that you could play, and it's basically kind of like a, almost like a fire mage, I guess you would say, because I'm using more magic, and he's he has a staff, and he shoots fire, as well as can turn into a dragon, and that turning into the dragon is the coolest damn thing I've seen in that game yet. Um, I don't know how much replayability and how extensive the game is right now. I mean, it is an alpha, so it's definitely not finished. Um, I was able to pretty much hit level 11 just through the course of playing it Friday, very little, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I, leveling in that game is, is pretty fast. I don't know if, I don't think it has the same exponential leveling that Cube World had, where once you kind of get through the first couple levels, which are real slow, um, you then just start skyrocketing in levels. Um, this seems to basically just have a nice, normal, incremental grind climb. I don't want to call it a grind. Um, but they, they have different areas that you can go into. One of the interesting features in the game is you can kind of build a house and do a lot of building. So not only is it cube world-like in that you can just go around and fight mobs and kill things, there is a whole Minecraft thing to this game as well where you can actually... Um, destroy cubes in the world, collect them up, and then basically grab like a piece of a plot of land and build whatever you want on there, a huge, huge house or whatever you want. And as you're adventuring around, you'll find open plots of land that you can basically plop your house down at any time. And you can have all of your um, construction crafting components in there, um, your workbench, different items in there. It gives you something to where you carry around a bottle that has like 15 healing potions in it at your house will be something to where you can refill that back up to its you know 15 status points um so to where you know if you're if you just got out of a dungeon and you pretty much used all of your healing potions um you can plop your house down somewhere hit e to basically um refill your potions and you'll be right back up to 15 potions and being able to do that anywhere in the world is 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 a pretty neat concept that I really wasn't too sure what that how that was working at first but then after I started plopping my house down and started expanding it and 
building it a little bit and um you know understanding what what to do after i got out of a dungeon and everything i was like okay i see how handy this is and this is actually pretty cool um trove right now for the five bucks it was worth it um i believe it's going to be free to play when it comes out i think i'm not 100 percent certain on that um if that's going to, if it's going to be free to play or not i know the everquest landmark is going to be free to play i'll have to do, i'll have to look into see if trove is free to play or not when it does come out but for five bucks i said what the hell why not i got into it um and i had some fun with it i'll definitely go back to it every now and then i don't think it's something i'm going to play um continuously uh like on a nightly basis right now especially since i'm at the at the upper end of the game i know there's a couple of different areas that i haven't seen yet i kept hearing in chat something about like a shadow realm or you get you collect these components and you can build the shadow key um i didn't do that yet which i think is kind of like the current end game content right now but i'm um, working up through all the different levels i am on the on the last area of levels um so I, I i'll have to see what else you can do with that game and maybe mess around with some of the crafting and the building a little bit uh it looked like there's just tons of different um, colors of cubes and some of the pe things that i had seen people build and some of the houses they had in there were were quite amazing but there you know the, you these types of games do tend to pull in some of the more craftier people of which i am not my castle would look like just a square castle that maybe just looks like a, just a normal everyday castle i'm not really creative when it comes to that sort of shit so um i do get some fun out of that but uh, nobody's going to walk by my place and say hey look at that that looks cool they're going to look like eh, yeah it looks like a five-year-old did it so um saturday i did a stream of hand of fate i'm still having a blast with this game if, if you're looking for an early access game watch a couple of the the streams that i've done so far that are up on my youtube channel um i'm going to be putting links to the to that stuff onto the site here shortly um but i will say hand of fate is pretty good i did use a controller this week unlike last week where i was using uh the keyboard and I will say, it felt like it did make a hell of a lot of difference. Even at the beginning, they kind of at the beginning of the game, I think they recommend utilizing a controller. I would definitely say utilize a controller. I think it makes the combat much easier in the game when you're trying to kind of flow, do a flow of combat in between your opponents and the monsters that are on the screen, um, as opposed to trying to just use the WASD keys for that. Um, we also did an Ultima 1 stream this week, um, where I think we're so close to finishing that damn game. Um, I'm still having some, still having fun with that one. I'm hoping maybe this week and possibly next week we'll tie that one up, and then we can move something, move on to something else for our way back Wednesday. Um, and then yesterday, I don't know why, I don't know what happened, but something kind of just pulled me into Civilization 5, and I fell down this just this whole of playing civilization five literally all day yesterday for over eight hours um this was my first time playing civilization five and i'll give a shout out to tony out there who sits behind me at work who was completely stoked that i actually played um civ five because he's been wanting to play some civ five multiplayer for quite a while and i said i gotta play the game before i i even attempt to do any multiplayer i haven't played civ probably since civ three i don't know if i played any civ four or not um I will say I was a little disappointed with Civ 5 as far as the tutorial went. I really don't feel like the tutorial taught me too much of anything. Um, I have a good idea of what to do in Civilization and how those games work. There is so much new in this game and so much has changed over the years. 
I I just would have preferred even playing through the tutorial that it would have tutored me on some stuff, and I just didn't feel like it did any of that. Um, plus, for the game being several years old, I experienced quite a few significant crashes. Um, the first one happened several hours after playing, I think, the game for a couple hours. Luckily, there's the autosave feature on there, and had that autosave feature not been there, I probably would have just removed the game from my computer and never touched it again. Um, but the game did crash repeatedly on me, and it was I was I was using the DX10, DX11 style, and Tony from work was basically saying, we'll play under DX9. I go, I got a DX10 and 11 card. I should be, be able to play under that, and he was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I did check out onto the forums or onto, onto Google, and it sounds like this is a known issue, and it sounds like this has been an issue um, for quite a while now. Some of the posts are going back almost two years that this rendering issue is going to, and it usually happened when you were going to talk to one of the other monarchs or one of the other leaders that were that were in there that were controlling a city. Um, I, I'm, I'm not too sure what. Hopefully I can maybe find a fix that will that will cure this. I was, I did learn to save more frequently, um, than I was in the past. Um, cause then first I wasn't really even saving at all until after that first crash. Um, but I was having a lot of fun with civilization five. Um, I was, since I'm playing under the, under like the tutorial and kind of like on easy right now, I basically am just amassing a huge, I'm, I'm amassing a huge army and kind of just steamrolling everybody right now. We'll see if anybody can stop me. I'm hoping they can't. Um, but I've already taken over probably half of the map right now is mine. Um, and I'm probably going to be, maybe try to play a little bit more tonight, maybe take over a couple more territories who I can get into war with. But I've pretty much just been concentrating on building up an army and just trying to just expand as much as possible. I really haven't, don't feel like I've been paying too much attention to my people as far as they're happy. I don't know why or how, because I'm not really giving them anything they want. I'm pretty much just building up things and just trying to just take over the world. Um, so I've really never played Civ like that before. I usually play Civ a little bit more friendlier, I guess I would say, to where I'm not just trying to destroy everything. And this one, I'm just trying to just destroy everybody. Uh, so that was it's a little different for me, but um, I'm having some fun with it. It's kind of nice. Um, the last game I played, and I had played a couple of more games on the PS3 and PS4, but I only touched on those a little bit, so I didn't want to talk about them too much. One of the game, I, one of the games I played a little bit on the PS3 and then on my Vita as well was a game called Dragon's Crown. I think it came out towards the beginning of this year, I think it was. Maybe four to six months ago, I think. I don't think it's much older than that. I don't think it was last year when it came out. Um, it's more of like a dungeon crawl game. And I, I started playing it on the Vita, and I, I really started enjoying it. And I had read that it was basically cross-play for PS3 um, to where you can get it on the PlayStation 3 as well. So after playing through maybe like an hour or so of it on the Vita, uh, maybe an hour or two, um, I set it, set it aside, played it on the PS3, and showed my wife, and I said, I think this is probably something we should try to sit down and play together. Um, so I'm probably not going to touch that on the Vita anymore because I really don't want to kind of ruin the game i'd kind of just like to experience that um, playing through with my wife and stuff i think we'd have a good time going through that dungeon run um so that was that was one of the free games if you were a playstation plus member for this month um and they did have some cool games out um for the ps4 ps3 this and vita this month um for the playstation plus all right so i've been chatting for quite a while so let's jump into the last segment of the show and that's what i want to play now 
So, of course, what I want to play now, one of the first things I'm going to say is Night Trap. Um, if you have never played Night Trap before, it's just a quirky, quirky little game. Um, you, you're controlling video cameras through this house and traps. There are people that are trying to get into this house, and you're trying to uh, stop them and entrap them and, and capture them, basically. And... You, you're basically going through there is a set pattern that you have to go through on your video cameras and you just have to keep replaying it and replaying it just trying to figure it out or of course you could just look at a cheat on the web because um, that's out there now whereas back when the game was first out you didn't have the internet so there was none of that shit out there and no you know game, game plays um, but you're basically watching through different you know cutscenes you know because that the whole game's full motion video um, of in different rooms and you try to figure out when you need to be when you need to be watching a different room with each camera and then how you can trap the different intruders. Um, it was just a cool little game, especially back then for being one of the first full motion video games, something that a lot of us had never seen back then or had experienced since it was the first one. So it was just super cool and very nostalgic. Um, the other game that I wanted to play um, and I can't wait for it to come out, I'm hoping I can get my hands on it next week, is going through that Run, Fight, or Die dice game. That's the zombie dice game. Um, definitely watch the video of the review from the Dice Tower guys. I think they give a really good explanation of the game. I think they gave a really good review. Um, and the, the, the game looks really good. It was a success, successful Kickstarter. Um, right now, it doesn't look like you can get the game off of their website. It sounds like they're at um, Gen Con, I think it is, um, where they're actually... Um, you can pick up the game there if you, if you were to buy it. Um, but right now, they basically have it marked as sold out um, from their website. And so I'm hoping next week, once they do get back, um, that they do have some available. Um, EighthSummit.net is the website that has this. Um... So if you're going to Gen Con and you're looking for something to pick up, you can. they have two different versions of the game. They have a $50 and a $100 version. The $100 version comes with basically a bunch of different expansions. It comes with um, more character boards, more zombies. Um, you can play as more, have more people play. The $50 game only lets you play with four people. The $100 game, of course, lets you play with six. It also has all the kickstarter stuff in there and all the expansions so um this is something that's definitely on my radar right now and the game designer that did this richard launius i think is his name had done um arkham horror so he's known for that so if you're familiar with that board game then you're familiar with um the, the person who developed this so uh that's that's just something i'm really looking forward to playing but i think that's it for another episode of what I'm playing now. So just like we said at the top of the episode, send us some emails. Um, let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about. Let me know if there's anything you'd like me to discuss. Or if there's anybody um, that would like to come on and maybe um, let me interview you. Send me an email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, what I'm playing now. Um, we also have the Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, don't forget to check for us on iTunes. Give us some review on iTunes. I could always use more review on iTunes so we can maybe move up from the bottom of the list there since we're one of the newer podcasts on iTunes. And you can also find us on the Xbox Music Store as well. I think that's it for this episode of What I'm Playing Now, everybody. 
Go out there, play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. Have a good week. Thanks for watching.